Welcome to the 52nd edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. And I am Peanut Gallery. And we have a lot to cover. Yes. Um, not only news, but also three events that yep. we have to cover over the span of two weeks. But let's get into some news. Hooray. Uh, Roman Reigns returned at SummerSlam, and it was kept secret from other than Reigns, McMahon, Strowman, and Wyatt. That right. was it. Nobody else knew. Right. Um, I thought that was cool, and uh, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, Sonya Deville, I guess she has released during her statement against the stalker, mm -hmm. released that this guy sent very positive, uplifting, like supportive messages right. along with his threats. And he sent thousands. Right. Like thousands of messages over the course of her being in WWE. Yeah. Um,. What were you? What were your thoughts about this? And also, if you're a person who's trolling her about um, w other threats against her, can you not? Right. She has enough shit to deal with. She doesn't need to deal with everybody else's shit. Right. Um, the messages that we have seen have been abhorrent. And it's, yep. it's disappointing that people are like, oh my god, my blade is sharper than Phillips. It's like, what the fuck? Right. I couldn't, I couldn't say that to my worst enemy if right. I knew that they were being stalked. Right. Um, I feel, I, I do feel bad for her, yep. definitely. But that's why she's taking some time off. She's right. dealing with those issues. She's taking some time off to deal with this, and um, you know, this is this is the unfortunate part of the Patriot Act. That's right. how we found her address. Right. Um, this shit is not hard to not find nowadays. Right. And if you are a voter, which I do recommend, I'm sorry, your name is on a public registry. Right. It, it happens. Ours right. is on a public registry, for God's sake. Right. So when you're a celebrity, you just got to kind of deal with the bad. Right. Um, I think Sony Deville's doing it right to where she's taking some time off to deal with it. Yep. I just don't know how, like, serious it's going to be overall. Right. So Keith Lee... A lot of people gave him a lot of criticism about the theme song. And more information about why his theme song changed has come into light. It's because his original theme was uh, done by CFO. And CFO signed the most ridiculous contract with a producer I've right. ever heard in my entire life. The, the contract states in it that even if it was before the contract signing, any song produced by CFO, they have to give... 55% right. of the royalties mm -hmm. to that producer, even right. if it was pre-produced before they right. signed. What? Yeah, eh, you know. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, I know it's ridiculous, but it is what it is. Can't do much about it. Well, if CFO weren't a bunch of fucking idiots, they well, would have yeah. seen that from a mile away. Well, yeah, and you know, CFO sucks anyway, so we're just going to roll with that. Jim Johnson, a single producer, can do can work circles around these motherfuckers. Right, seriously. But you know, it is what it is. Yep. I like how I have Bullet Bob Armstrong's passing in two different parts of this. Anyways, Bullet Bob Armstrong passed away. So, um, courtesy of a tweet done by his son, who is Scott Armstrong, a referee. What was it? Oh, no. Oh, a uh, tweet. Oh, the, the, it was a the tweet. Right. Yes, it was a tweet from Scott Armstrong. And obviously, um, Bullet Bob. Bullet Bob Armstrong is also the father of Road Dog. Yes. Um, it was it was not COVID. 
It was a cancer in the shoulder, the ribs, and the prostate, and he decided not to undergo treatments. Right. Um, the re- obviously the reason is going to go to his grave. I'm just going to assume that he's like, it's my time. Yeah. And I think at this point, I don't think chemotherapy would have really done anything right. other than wreck his body a hell of a lot more than anything. Right. Um, we'll go into this one later because I'm going to be pretentious and idiotic. ROH Pure Title Tournament will start airing September 12th. Yes, which is exciting because Ring of Honor is coming back. Yes. It's never a bad thing, um, especially for like wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be in front of people, right? but it's going to be there. Right. Um, AEW Dynamite is returning to its original time slot this coming week. Because NBA are a bunch of idiots. Also, NXT is moving, uh, moving time slots as well. Um, they're moving oh. to... Uh, uh, I think for this week and next... No, I think it's either this coming week or next week. They're actually going to sci-fi for a week. Why? Because um, USA has hockey. Oh, yes. okay. I see. So there's gonna there's a lot of that. It happens every year. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Just It's going to be temporary. Right. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, let's see here. Um, under- so- oh, Undertaker has officially confirmed his retirement. So, so basically, he has not said officially that he is retired. Period. Whole stop. What right. he um he posted a picture with him and Michelle McCool in on an Instagram, and somebody asked, "Are you retired?" He said that he has no interest or plan to returning to the ring anytime soon. So he's done. Yeah. And people are like, oh, my God, he should come back for one more match. With who and why? Right. We've had him wrestle the last three times, and they have been stinkers. Let him go. I'm so tired of these people. It's so annoying. It is. Well, what if Steve Austin came back? Who cares? Wrestling, maybe we'll do a topic about this on how this fucking industry works. Right. But it's linear. (laughs) Right. You can't go back in time. Right. You have to work with the punches. Right. And maybe we will do a topic like that because I'm so tired of people like, let's go back to the good old days. We have seen. What's the good old days? Right. Is that the golden era? Is that San Martino and the fucking Gold Star right. Trio? Is that the Carney days? You know what? When people are older, they tend to be nostalgic shit. anyways. So is, it, is that the Attitude Era? Honestly, I, I grew up in the Attitude Era, and I can't I can't stand to watch it. It's cringe. Yeah, it is. It's very cringeworthy. I'm sorry. Wrestling is a linear sport. Right. It, it doesn't go backwards in time. Right. Undertaker is not going to age 15 years backwards. He's not <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> Anyways, WWE. So, so, so I got who is ageless. Chris Jericho and WWE yes. have come to a trademark agreement. Um, This is a direct quote from a press release that was released by WWE right. and Chris Jericho. Right. WWE agreed to give Jericho the rights to use the name in exchange it for Jericho giving WWE the rights to own the intellectual property of anything created by either them or perhaps a key being money in the bank since it was Jericho's idea or Y2J while he was with the company. Right. Um, he would not be able to use the Y2J or any other trademarks of his character in WWE, but um, he can use anything prior to it so he can use Lionheart and his original name Chris Ivan right 
um, he can use those. So, I mean, honestly, Jericho... So, so what's the point? The point is, is WWE allowed Chris Jericho to keep his name. In exchange, Chris Jericho cannot use any nicknames earned by him with the WWE, or, which... Or, it, or created under their banner, so why... I don't care. Adam, you, you are not letting me finish my sentence. You're okay. not letting me finish my sentence. Okay, go ahead. Now I lost it. See? Okay. So, Chris Jericho mm -hmm. is allowed to use his name yes. in AEW in exchange for ideas that were created by him during his time in the WWE, right. like Money in the Bank, or any nicknames that he had garnered while working with the WWE, most notably being Y2J. There, right. I put it in plain English so that our fans can actually fucking listen. But that was the, that, that's a direct quote from the press release because... Don't care about the press well, release. Well, we gotta we gotta translate the English for right. these people. Well, AEW and WWE are also in a part of a bunch of other trademark... Disputes. Um, disputes right now. Um, the likes of which we are not aware of currently. Yes. Um, there's speculation on what, but this is Jericho directly working with WWE. Yes. Because Jericho is like a transcendent to that. I don't know why he did that. Right. But at the same time, I think it was more of like WWE wanting Jericho right. instead of Jericho wanting WWE. Right. Okay. Well, it's important. It is, but again, oh, you're, so you're just, you're just, it's just noise, 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 noise. Let's move on because the top 25... Okay, who For cares? PWI, it's going to take at least a minute for us to read through the whole thing. I mean, I'm going to be pissed off about it because I hated it, but we'll just go through it. All right, so uh, PWI has released the top 25. They've released top 500 wrestlers. I thought they only did 25. 500 was not released yet. No, 25 is, is out. We can see all 500. Oh, okay. So we only have the top 25 because at that point, who else cares? Right. So, um, would you like to do it, or do you want me to do okay, it? Okay, let's go in from order from 1 to 25. Moxley, Cole, Jericho, McIntyre, Naito, Okada, Cody, Rollins, Kingston, Styles, Lee, Lesnar, Omega, Reigns, Aldis, Wyatt, Ibushi, Roosh, Strowman, Jacob Fatu, Osprey, MJF, Aleister Black, Kenta, Miyahara, and Walter. Those are the top 25. Um... Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a fine list. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 kind of weird about Moxley being at the top. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of weirded about as well. But remember, this is based off of 2019. This is not based off of 2020. I still would have put Jericho on the top, honestly. I would have too, but again, John Moxley made an impact in more than one promotion too at the same time. This is true. Yeah, no, you're right there, but also Jericho, you know, kind of had the jumpstart and the kickstarter to a whole promotion. Right. Moxley left after the fact and he made a big splash before. People already knew Jericho was an AEW. Right. But it's like, okay, what did Jericho do? He reinvented himself at least four times during that. Right. And it's like, okay, AEW would not be nothing without Jericho. Right. I'm sorry. Like, you know, you can say what you will. Um, there were some other ones I thought were kind of um, interesting. I did like Kingston where he was uh -huh. because obviously with him being the, like the first pure African-American world champion, that's cool. Um, he's not African-American. He's African. You oh, said, yeah. said African-American. He's African. He's from Ghana. Right, okay. He is a United States citizen and he's from Africa. He's not an African. Well, okay. He's, he's, not, he's not an African-American as a black person born in the United States. But he is an African-born right. world champion. Which is the first time 
ever that's right. ever happened. Because um, Rocky Maivia, I think, was born in Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's born in um, Florida. Oh, The Rock was born in Florida? Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, But he's also part Samoan. Yes. So it was, it's kind of a mixed bag there. This is the first pure Af- African right. world champion, um, which is cool. Um, there was a lack of Daniel Bryan on here, but at the same time... Daniel Bryan what, is... What did he do in 2019, <laughs> Who honestly? Who cares, man? Right. And I, I saw a lot of people say that. It's like, this is for 2019. Right. It's like, what did he do? Um, but for the rest of the list, I'm okay with it, right. honestly. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have anything on here that I would say that would be weird. Yeah. I think it's cool that they have an MLW and an NWA person on there, though. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, they're recognizing the power of those promotions overall, which is neat. Well, because MLW and NWA didn't mean anything until 2019. Right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, still, I think it's cool that they at least recognize right. them on there because there could have been plenty of other people right. who could have trumped them over. But they thought, oh, my God, these two are actually really freaking good, obviously. Right. So um, I'm, I'm very happy to see more promotions right. in the top 25 overall, right. except for your general. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it yeah a lot of aw guys aw is definitely making this well, uh presence a- a- known aw is making some waves they're more on the higher enchilada there right. was some in there was some sprinkled in there but i think they had a nice little mix of everybody mm-hmm. um at least to what we're aware of so you know you can say oh a lot of aw i mean this is the first time aw stars were in this right so let's like <laughs> Right. At least cut the mess slack. Right. Um, anyways, so I think we're done with the news as far as I know. But when didn't, didn't you say there was something else going on? You didn't tell. Me? Oh, um, uh, NWA coming yes. back. So, um, yeah. Oh, so NWA is uh, teaming up with Universal Wrestling Alliance or like some some other wrestling promotion. They're gonna start doing weekly pay per views. Um, starting September 15th, and we will be covering the first one. We're not going to cover it every week. Goldie is not going to be on the line every single week. Right. Um, but we are definitely going to watch the first one to see how it goes. I'm very interested, and I'm very excited for the NWA to finally come back. Right. Um, they are in, like, one of the most lax ones as a part of right. COVID-19 restrictions. I'm surprised that they didn't do anything. Yeah. And obviously, Thunder Rosa is going to be and the reason all out. Right. And, and see, the reason Thunder Rosa is going to be in All Out is because they're trying to promote the new I'm MWA okay. partnership. I'm okay with it. Honestly, yeah. if, if it was up to me, I would have done um, title versus title. I would have done Aldis and Moxley. That would have been fucking cool. But that's well. me. Again, there's not enough room. There's not a lot of room for that kind of stuff. So let's not jump the gun here, okay? No, 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 no. Um, But it does look very good, and I'm very excited for the NWA to come back. A lot of people... That was like the one promotion I think more people were making noise about than even WWE. Right. They're like, we want NWA back. And I'm like, Jesus, that's kind of a weird one that I'm like, I'm kind of missing that um, that studio-style quality wrestling. And I think they could do a very good job with it, but they just don't. Right. Anyways, I think that's all for news. When we come back, we are going to talk about Impact Wrestling's emergence. We're both gonna, nights. We're going to do both both nights in one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we'll do both nights in one. Are we going to do four parts? No, we're, we're going to do these two because night two kind of blowed. So. That's true. Okay, <laughs> so when we come back, I mean, it's going to take us about 20 minutes to go through just emergence. So that's why I'm trying to right. keep up with this. When we come back, we'll go through emergence. It was a mixed bag. It was. It really was. Um, We'll see you after the break. 
So we are back, and let's talk about Impact Wrestling Emergence. We'll start with night one because night one. So the first match was Chris Bay, TJP, and Rohit Raju for the X Division Champion. I really it was liked a this great match. opener. Um, I thought there was great little play with a lot of it. Yep. Um, TJP really showed on what he can do. Yep. But also, Rohit looked great yep. in this match. Um, his little like snicker right before he hit double foot stomp to win the X Division Champion was right unbelievable. It's like, man, what a sneaky heel. And he is like, he, people are sleeping on this right. guy. He is just so good. Yep. But now he's exhibition champion, and it was a really good opener, so I was very happy. Yeah. Um, we had a Wrestle House segment. Wrestle House is amazing. I love Wrestle House. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrestle House is fun to watch, and people are like, oh, how can you like this? It right. It laughs in wrestling. Not really. It's its own it's, little... It's its own little world. Right. It's fun. It's cool. Right. Yes, people things to do if they're not in the title picture. Right. What's wrong with that? Right. Keeps Taya Valkyrie out of the title picture because God knows we don't need that. Well, it's not, okay. Who else other than Jordan Grace, Deanna Perazzo, and Taya Valkyrie even deserve to go for the belt right. at this point? Kimberly. Anyways, uh, Gallows and Anderson a segment. Clown piece of shit. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Anyways, let's move forward here. We got a lot <laughs> to cover. Um, Gallows and Anderson segment. They just were yelling and were pissed off. Yeah, Whatever, pretty much. Um, Moose versus Trey Miguel for the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. It was actually a was decent a, match. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a fun little David Goliath oh, yeah. match. Um, it was a lights out spear for Moose to win. And yep. EC3 attacked Moose and stole the belt. Um, they said that there were going to be some resolutions in night two. And, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. Oh, boy. Because trust me, I think both of us have some words to say about night two. Oh, yes, we do. Um, Another, oh, no, this was, uh, the next one was a, oh, yes. uh, Brian Myers and Willie Mack segment. Willow Mack. <laughs> My nose. Willow. All right, so, um. Fuck iPhones, okay? So, Brian Myers, <laughs> uh, took another jab at old Vinnie Mack. He did, and it was really funny. And then Willie Mack is like, you're really not going to interrupt my segment, which set up their match for night two. I liked it. But we'll get to it. I, I think the one thing I hate, and I'm going to say this, I don't like Brian Myers constantly bringing up Vince McMahon. It's kind of annoying. It is kind of annoying, but I think that's part of his gimmick, too. Yeah, but be your own person. Right. Don't. Okay. Like there's, a, there's a reason why. Let's you're talk on... about the Heath segment. <laughs> now, Heath is fun. Um, where so, he's like. Yeah, he had like a whole like political ad. Yeah. Sounding it, thing. it was like a political ad thing. He's like, come on, let's my move name, on. My name is Heath, and I approve this message. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, I, no, it's like, my name is Heath, and I've got kids. Or... Yeah, that's it. And remember, I still have kids. And it was really funny and clever, and I love that kind of silly humor. Yes. This is where humor is done right. Yes. Except for... Heath is very funny. He is. He's a very funny guy. He also looks like one of Peanut Gallery's friend's boyfriend, which is, like, really creepy, but also hilarious. Yes. Because we, we make jabs at her all the time. Like, every time it comes up, I'm always texting her. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, it looks like, like your wow, you're your boyfriend's on TV again. <laughs> he says he's got kids. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, anyway, um, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus the Good Brothers. This was probably the most disappointing match of the night. I was bored. I was bored by it, too. Yep. And it's like, okay, these guys are not the Gallows and Anderson are New Japan people, right? They're not Impact guys. No. I don't know. I don't know one how they got the Impact. Well, they have money. 
Also, I think part of it, too, is because they can still work in where they're working at. Oh, because they, they technically live in the United they, States. Right. So, right, 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 right. So they can't go to Japan because of all Yet. the rules surrounding going to Japan. With Japan right now. Right. Yes. And quite frankly, they've done all they can do in New Japan. What are they going to do? Go back to Bullet Club and become lackeys to evil? Yes. Okay. So well, they, they, they would do their own thing, but they would be in in, um, in a yes. promotion that cares. So, <laughs> so anyways, another Wrestle House segment. I think this Wrestle House segment had um, Kylie Ray versus Taya Valkyrie in it, and I yes, think this was. is when Kylie Kylie Ray won at the so Wrestle Peanut, House. So Peanut Gallery was watching it because this was the first time Peanut Gallery was ever exposed to Wrestle House. Yes. So he believed that the ring that was outside was CGI. But then the light. No, like, no, no, no. I'm talking about. I was. Ta I wasn't talking about the ring itself. I was talking about the area around it. Right. But then he saw that the light was like around it, going into the ring, and Kylie Ray's body was like reacting. He was like, "Oh my god, they're actually wrestling outside." I'm yeah. like, "That's what's great about it." I just. They just need like really, really, really loud neighbors that are like yelling at them. Shut up out there! Right. That would be so cool. Um, but, but they're they're, they're doing. doing we'll, we'll talk about it more because there were a lot of Wrestle House segments in night two. Yes. Um, but I thought this, and also the match was all right. Yeah. Um, the storyline was great. By yeah, storyline is good. Um, this was when oh, Ty Valkyrie was trying to defend Rosemary, and um, Kylie Ray is like adorable in her like awkwardness. Yes. And you know, like I said, you know, Kylie Ray is still being built as like right. this contender because she is right. And it's like, okay, great. And it was a super kick on Ty. Yep. It's like, nobody's buried. No. And it's just fun. Yeah, it is. It's innocent. No one. Nobody. Right. Nobody was hurt. All right. So anyways, main event time for night number one, Motorcy Machine Guns versus The North. For the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Yes. It was Skull and Bones for uh, Motor City Machine Guns to win. It, it was a good match. It was. I thought their match at Bound for Glory was better. Yes. Overall. Um, I thought it was like, oh my gosh. Well, I think it was because of that surprise factor. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting that, but Josh Matthews, um, didn't he not say that the North retained or something like that? Oh no, the North won. It's like oh, one, right. two, three, and the North get the pin. Right. I'm like, wait, what? I was so screwed up. I'm like, wait, did the North win the tag team champions? No, what's no, going on? Yeah, yeah. He he. So I think he said get instead of. Instead of give oh, or, or... He should have said the Motor City Machine Guns picked up the win. Right. His his um verbiage was in a very weird Right, spot. he said the North gets the pin. And one, two, and the North get the pin. Right. It's like, wait, what? I was, I was Yeah, really I know. It's almost like, oh, the North won? No. Exactly. Um, anyway, so, um, anything else you have to say about that particular match before we go to ratings and match of the night for night one? Not entirely. Okay. Um, I will say I liked night one. I thought there was a great mix of everything, and I'm definitely going to give the mat the actual like thing is the X division match. Okay. And I'm gonna give this a solid three. Okay. I'm gonna do a solid three stars, and I'm gonna give match of the night to the X division title match. I'm gonna give the match of the night to. Oh, this is hard. I'm gonna nothing. Nothing was. Bad. I know. I'm gonna give it to Moose and Trey. I thought that was a good match. Really? Yeah. You're gonna give that one match tonight. Good. What was good storyline. What's your um, overall? I give it a three. I okay. thought. I thought it was just decent. It was yeah. a decent night one. It's hard to pick because I was like, ooh, is it gonna be Moose and Trey? Is it gonna be Morrissey Machine Guns well, match? Let's, let's just say if this was like a Bound for Glory kind of thing, I would've been really pissed off. Yeah. But since this was like a Tuesday night. 
kind of um, thing. Kind of thing. Right. I was actually very happy with it. Yep. Um, I thought it was just a nice little snippet of wrestling, yep. and I thought they paced it nicely. Yeah. That's all. All right, so we're going to move straight yep. into Impact Wrestling Emergence. We're only, yep, we're only like eight minutes in, so I think it's a good idea. We're going to move right into night number two. Um, Eddie Edwards had an open challenge for the Impact World Champion to kick us off because apparently the Impact World Champion needs nothing. Right. Um, and it was Rob Van Dam. Uh, which, uh, who, who he obviously was a part of cancel culture, but that whole thing got, well, canceled because of... Um, the whole thing with Joey Ryan. Right. So he came back in his original gear. Of course, he had a skimpy, skimpy, whatever, doing her skimpy shit. Uh, 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 Katie Forbes. Katie which Forbes. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm Thank still fighting, you. Which I'm still pretty much fighting the crabs off of when we saw her live. I'm like, Jesus, I can smell her STDs from here. Yes. Um. Anyway, so Eddie Edwards won, and then... The match was boring. It was. It was a very boring match. I'm like, Jesus. There wasn't a lot. Yeah, there is this... I don't know. Let's, it was, let's, let's have some build for an Eddie Edwards-Rob right. Van Dam match, and I think more people would have been interested instead of the right. opening match for Emergence Night 2. Right. Like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to bitch about this later. Like, let's, just finish, let's just finish this because I have a lot to say about this. All right, so Eric Young attacks Eddie Edwards after the win and challenges Eddie Edwards to a title match Next for this week. coming Tuesday. Next week. So you're going to have another world title match this Tuesday on Impact. Like I said, I'm, I'm, go I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold my tongue I right now. fucking hate it when they're defending the world champion like it's a hot fucking potato. Eddie, Eddie Edwards sucks as champion. He you does. Don't. It's like, I'm a fighting, fighting champion. champion. I'm going to defend every week. No. This is not a... If, if you did that with the X Division title, that's, that's one, one thing. thing. This, this is the... You know what? I'm just going to do it right, right now. Okay. Fuck you. This, this is the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. You just took it off of a person who refused to defend it and held up the title for 100 plus thousand dollars. Yep. When you give it to somebody else, you want them to feel credible as a world champion. The TNA World Heavyweight Champion feels more like the World Heavyweight Champion than the Impact Wrestling Belt. <laughs> That's the actual fucking title. <laughs> yes! This is the registered on Wikipedia and any place who gives a shit world champion of this promotion. Yep. And this one feels like a secondary belt it does. to the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Which isn't even fucking sanctioned. It is a non-sanctioned belt. And I recognize that as more of the world champion because Moose carries himself like the world champion. Eddie Edwards just goes out there and Moose, he's like, Moose has oh. constantly great matches and is defending the belt right. still. It's not every week, but there's build to his matches. Yes. There's intrigue to the matches. I am not interested in Eddie Edwards. Not like Eddie, at all. Not an I. Oda. I want I want to have him build up a program with Eric Young. I think Eric Young and Eddie Edwards at Bound for Glory be gold. Eric, they're, they're not. not. They're doing it next week. I know. And then who's it going to be next? It's going to be fucking whoever. Like who? It's it's really annoying. Crazy Steve, I guess. Right. Because we're out of people. Look at me. I'm a fighting champion. Uh. Right. I mean, uh. at, at least when Moose and Crazy Fuck. Steve had their title match, there was a segment... The previous week to build for the match. Yes, and it's like okay, 
I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but at least there was something to instead of Eddie Edwards is going to issue an open challenge for the world champion. Why? Because why? Why, why would you give the belt to this guy? It doesn't make any sense. Right. You're. It's such a. I mean, we're not criticizing Eddie Edwards for not being a bad wrestler, but how they're booking him with this is burying this guy because nobody will at this point. Because no one cares. Nobody cares about like, Eddie Edwards having the champion. We had this problem before. Right. Eddie Edwards. Oh, we're going to have a world title match next week. All right, whatever. I'll watch something else because we saw that last week, and I guarantee we'll see it next week. Right. Tired of it. Eric Young better win this belt. Like, honestly, Eric Young has to win this TNA, this Impact World Champion. He needs to get it off of Edwards. I had to sneeze. <laughs> Um, honestly, if it was like Rob Van Dam, I would have rather had Rod Van Dam win it. Anyways, let's move on. Because rant over. Let's All move right. on. Yes, I, I, I feel... Wrestle House segments, amazing. It's almost like taking meth. And, I feel and, so much better. Uh, <laughs> so, there were like two Wrestle House segments, and it was amazing. There were like Johnny, three. Yeah, so Johnny Swinger and Crazy Steve had a Wrestle House match. Yes. And I think this is the one this where... Is, this is this where is one where they were, um, blind, they were blindfolded. Yes, they were blindfolded, and the, uh, the loser had to dress as the other person's gimmick next week. So, Johnny Swinger... Uh, Johnny yes. Swinger lost to Crazy Steve, so now he has to dress up as Crazy Steve next week. Hooray! I think I think that's fun, and honestly, like, I might I might watch that segment just specifically to see Johnny Swinger look like Crazy Steve. Yes, because he did the same thing with Suicide, and it was Suicide, but it had like the Crazy Steve. Right. Like, I'm gonna show my belly gear, and it was really funny. So it's like okay. I mean, at least this is not like on the regular show. Right. This is on a fun little segment show, right. and I'm very happy about it. All right, there was an Eddie Edwards and Eric Young segment. Oh, also, this was like oh. the first hour of the show. Yes. The only things happened was Eddie Edwards, Rob Van Dam, Eric Young, the Wrestle House segment, and then Eddie Edwards and Eric Young again. Right. Could you not have put something there? I don't know. No, of course not. It's that's when that's when Eric Young officially made the challenge for Eddie Edwards. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, then Brian, the hour one was done, and then the next match, the next hour, Brian Myers, Willie Mack. Um, a really good match. It was it was a fun match. I liked it overall. I thought. I think. I think that honestly, that was probably the best match of the night. Really? I think so. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the main event here soon. I know. Fuck um, that. So yeah, I, I did like this match a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. These two have really good chemistry, yep. and I really like their build to it. Yeah. Um, Johnny Bravo faced uh, Larry D, and I think if I'm not mistaken, this was for. Um, this was for Taya. No, no this, this was for Rosemary. Oh, this that's was, right. This was for like the hand of Rosemary, but at the end. Um, Johnny Bravo confessed his feelings for Rosemary, which oh, also they were really drunk. Oh, they so, were. Yes, yes Taya Valkyrie got. Oh, there was, there was a, there was a toga party. Was, it was a toga party, and Taya was hammered. So she goes up to Bravo after Bravo confessed his um, feelings for Rosemary. Once again, a great build to this moment. I was like. I could not stop watching. Right. And um and then I think it was I think it's actually coming up next week. It's going to be Rosemary versus Taya Valkyrie for the uh, managerial services of um uh Johnny Bravo. Yes. So guess what? Built a, a very easy thing to do. Very innocent. It it doesn't it's not it's not like hammered into you in three weeks. This was like um like over this a month. Has been, and a half. Yeah, this has been at least two months. Build. Right. And um, I thought it was pleasurable. Yeah. I was so happy about this. I'm like, wow. 
um, a great stipulation. Yep. Nobody's going to get buried. Nope. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'm so excited. Absolutely. And All right. Once again, this, uh, WWE could really take a lot out of this booking yes. strategy, honestly. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to something that WWE should never take out of. Oh. The 30-man Iron Woman match. 30-minute. 30 30-minute 30 Iron Woman match for the Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo versus Jordan Grace. Oh, my God. It was bad. This was very bad. It was a horrible match. It took 20 minutes to get the first pin, and then they had to, like, bum rush the next 10 minutes to get three pins. It looked looked like they were incredibly rushed. It's like, you can't do a 30-minute Iron Man match at this point in wrestling. Once again, you can't go backwards in time as a part of stuff. A 30-minute match. The, the, first, the, first, the first fall should have been within the first 10 minutes. Right. To maintain interest. Because we were a whole, like, 23 minutes without a pin. It was, like, the first 25 minutes. You're being very generous with this. And then they got the last two pins done in under a minute. Right. It was, like, a pin, a submission, and then two more for Deanna Perrazzo to retain... This match was so bad. It was so... I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they said that about a Deanna Perrazzo-Jordan Grace match. It was poorly paced, and that dragged yep. the match down. Yep. And then you, you know, like, like you said, you have first 20, 25 minutes, no pins at all. Right. And it's like, dude, might as well make it a one-fall match. Right. It, it was, was so boring. boring. It, it, it was, was not needed for an Iron Man match. match. An Iron Man match here. needs to have more space. It fell apart so quickly. It was bad. It was, it was very bad. bad. Um, Horrible. So with, with that being said, night number two. Um, let's do Ugh. eight. Let's do three things: a star rating overall, mm-hmm. match of the night, and then which one was better? Which night? Yes. All Go right. Ahead. So I'm going to start off. Match of the night was Brian Myers, Willie Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, followed very closely behind by the other two, but you know the other two were kind of boring. But right. at least at least Brian Myers and Willie Mack had some decent, had some decent like spacing and pacing to it. Right. I give the I give it a two stars. It it was nothing to sneeze at. I didn't really care. It was very forgettable, and obviously night number one was the better night. Yep, superior in every single way, shape, form, and or color. Absolutely. Now Wrestle House segments. I they thought really night number two was better than night number one, one for Wrestle House. One hundred percent. Honestly, like, can I give a Wrestle House match the match of the night? Sure you can. I'm going to give the Johnny Bravo and Larry D the match of the night. Okay. It was a short match that had a build because Larry D was also smitten with Rosemary. Right. And Rosemary was smitten with Larry D to make Johnny Bravo jealous. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right. Great build. Great intrigue. A short match that essentially meant nothing, but the story was so rock solid. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I, I can't give it so, to anything So else. what about a non-Wrestle House match? I'm going to have to give it to Brian Myers and Willie Mack just because the other two matches were so dog shit. And honestly, I can't give this night number two more than a one and a half stars. Obviously, night number one was better in your 100%. opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah, um, it was so disappointing because yep. I was so excited for the Deanna Perrazzo Jordan Grace. Yeah, so was I. Match. But but I wasn't. I I was very disappointed yep. at the end of the day. So that was that was um emergence. Yep. I would say if if you were gonna watch anything, watch night number one by watch, a long shot. Watch night number one and then night number two's Wrestle House segments. Yep. 
if you're into that. I, yep. I, yeah. I love Wrestle House. Wrestle House is amazing. It's really so good. So anyways, when we come back, we're not going to do Summer Struggle and Summer Slam in the same segment because they're two different promotions. Yep. But when we come back, we're going to do... Summer Struggle and Payback. We're uh, Payback, that's right. Summer Struggle. Uh, we'll do Summer Struggle. We're going to recap Summer Slam. We're going to... We're going to... No, we're going to go to Jinju, and we are going to go through Summer Struggle when we come back from our break.
and we are back, and let's cover Summer Struggle SummerSlam in Jinju Thunderdome. Uh, this was the New Japan one. It was the first time since 1991 that it was an outdoor venue, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I think, like, um, a good portion of the KOPW, we were trying to find locations yep. because there were, like, some big buildings were, like... Yep. What are those buildings? So like, and like a half an hour, we were like looking at Google Maps and trying to figure it out. <laughs> we were, anyway. So we're gonna move on here. It was, it was. I, I liked. It, it seemed very empty, but mm-hmm. but at least they have fans that can go. Yep, <laughs> they they have fans. Um, they're very strict about how the fans are presented. Yep, and I thought that they did a very good job. Um, but the one thing that I didn't like is that this one particularly. Um, there was a noise limitation right. that was put on the fans, and I'm like, never do that. Right. Never do that. Never put a noise restriction on fans right it felt very empty yeah because of it right it's like oh the main event they should be they should be like naito naito it's like one two oh you have the fans there right let them be you know let them be as loud as like new japan fans are but let them do what they please come on anyway um yoshinabu kanemaru versus master wado um, it was a roll-up fight by Kanemaru, yeah. who went, and I thought it was a decent little opener. I thought so, too. It had, I, it had a decent story to it, it as did, well. It, it really did. Yeah, and I that really, really helped that. the mm-hmm. match. That's what I like about this. There were no like six-man, eight-man tag matches in Summer Struggle. That meant nothing. Everything, that meant nothing. Everything actually had meaning to it, which was great. I right. loved it. Everything had a storyline yep. or a title or yep. something neat. Um, let's go to El Desperado, Sonata, Toro Yano and Kazuchika Okada for the provisional KOPW 2020 champion. Can you give us some background as to what the KOPW um, 2020 champion is all? Because I'm so confused by okay, this. I have so, no idea so what's going on. So this is how this is going on. The KOPW champion is essentially a trophy. Mm-hmm. And the winner of this match was the first provisional champion. Which means... What this means is that the person who won isn't the technical champion. The champion is crowned at the end of the year. And between now and when they decide to crown the champion, Mm -hmm. the title is on the line. Or the trophy's on the line. Right, right. But... At the end of that year, right. when they decide to defend the KOPW champion again, mm-hmm. that's when it's defended again. So, like, the first half of the year, this title is not on the line at any point in time. Right. They're only going to do it between at the end of the summer and to, I'm going to assume, like, Wrestle October, Kingdom? November. Oh, I was thinking Wrestle Kingdom would be they, the They said time. that they were going to crown it at the end of the um, visual year. So maybe what, a little now, bit what, before. Now, what, what that means in Japan might be different right. than what it means for Americans. Because NJPW could consider, they often do consider, that event... Wrestle Kingdom to be the end of the year for them because mm-hmm. that's when they take a break. So right. that would make sense, but we'll see. Anyways, so 
this fatal this I guess it was it was a four was, way match. Yep, it was it was a four way match, which is very rare. Also, in every, Japan, every KOPW twenty twenty champion match of any kind is not going to be a standard one on one. Or tag team match. It, it's good. There are always going to be some special stipulations right. to it. So Okada was in a handicap match. Right. Um. You know, Toro Yano couldn't. And use these these were right. these were these were the qualifying matches. And also, it, it's almost always by fan vote as right. well. So, um, I I think it's a unique concept, but I hate the trophy. Yeah. This trophy looks like they bought it at Dollar General in the discount pile. Right. And they just. Put on a sticker. That's right. essentially what it looks like. Um, but anyways, um, now, ob so obviously, obviously during restrictions they might have thought of something a little more elaborate, right? As a part of a trophy, or maybe we'll see it at the end of the year. Maybe. Anyways, so who are the four contestants in this match? El Desperado, mm -hmm. Sonata, mm -hmm. Toro Yano, and the innovator of this concept actually, Kazuchika Okada. But who won? It um, wasn't Okada. No, it Toro, was Toro, Toro Yano, Yano pinned Okada to win the first provisional champion. So he's he, he is so, not the so champion. So Toriano essentially has bumped himself up into the main event scene. Because he also because, pinned Okada. Because he pinned Okada by a low blow. So he's a heel, obviously, and he is now in a feud probably with Okada. <laughs> Toriano, okay, Toriano's weird because he's like Ric Flair and Santino right. Morella combined. He is... The, he is he is a baby face that uses heel tactics. Right. So heel is kind of a subjective term right. here. But but he is but he he definitely put himself on the map. Right. Um I think that the right person was chosen, but right. I do believe that Okada at the end of the day will be the KOPW crown. I think champion. so. Yeah. Um I just don't think they wanted him to be defending the belt all the time, so maybe he'll go and do something else. And then he'll come and back. And then he'll to come this, back right. and yeah. That's that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I mean, the match itself was fine. I liked. Yeah. I did like the fatal four way dynamic though. I, I thought did. they did a really good job with it. Yeah. So um, I, I expect a lot out of this, but I think they have really overcomplicated this KOPW thing. I think they did too. But anyways, that's what Japan is all about: complicating things. So <laughs> that's WWE's thing. What are you talking about? Eh, you know. Anyways, let's move on to the next match: Shingo Tagaji and Minoru Suzuki for the Never Openweight Championship. Um, these two kicked the crap out of each other. Oh my. God. Um, we knew that it was going to be a heavy-hitting match, yep. and Minoru Suzuki won with the Gotch-style pile driver. I don't hate that. Um, Suzuki is the new never openweight champion, mm -hmm. which I think is fine because I think Shingo either is going to go for IC, right. um, US, or even World. Or right. um, um, also we might want to let the fans know about two championships in NJPW are currently vacant. Uh, that would be the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Yes, um, and the Six Man Tag Team Champions have also been vacated. Why? Because Evil was one of the six. Was oh no, the... no, no! They they already decided that. Oh, champion. they did. Yeah, it was. It's um Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and um, Yoshihashi. Oh, I must. Yeah, they they did that a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's right uh, now. Right now, it's only the Never Openweight Six Man Tag because I think Show is out with a knee injury. Right. And um, they they are very strict about that thirty day title. Right. Defense. The only the only exception they've made was with John Moxley, but he can't. No, no. The the, the only the only exception of that was all of the champions that were going into it because right. of the pandemic. Right. They did not count that as days. Right. So as soon as they started doing shows again, 
now they're going to start um, doing even the even day. with well not with Moxley because I think they're doing a tournament in the United States. They, they did it already. Belt. Yeah, yeah, they already did it. It's um, Kenta. Kenta is the current number one contender, but he's also defending that number one contendership right. against uh, uh, Jeff Cobb. Ah. I think like next week. Ah. So didn't know that. Anyways, <laughs> so we we've gone off on a big tangent there, but we're gonna jump right back into well, the Pina, summer. Well, struggle. apparently, P in the gallery does not read wrestling. So. Says someone who doesn't read wrestling. <laughs> Anyways, who who didn't even know about the NWA pay-per-views coming back. I didn't. I literally did not know until, like, not even a minute before we came on the show itself. So, anyways, we're Hero just going to... So, anyways, um, Shingo Tagaj, uh, nope. Suzuki won. Minoru Suzuki won. Very hard-hitting match, which is kind of expected. It was it was decent. And I'm very happy that um, Minoru... Uh, the, the title changed. Yeah. So, Hiromu Takahashi versus Taichi Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. So, Taichi Ishimori did a version of the Gargano Escape yep. to win the champion. Yeah. Number one, this match was awesome. Yeah. Um, I expect nothing less, but at the same time, um, Hiromu, to what I am hearing, is going to the um, heavyweight division. Yes. And I really hope that's not the case. I also heard that he might be hurt yeah. again. But so... Anyways, moving on. Um, I think Taiji Ishimori is the right person to put the belt yeah. on. But at the same time, I really hope Hiromu doesn't go up because they really just cannot lose any more yeah, they, they, Yeah, they've lost a lot of junior heavyweights in the last couple well, of years. Well, a lot of heavy hitter junior right. heavyweights. That's that's the one thing that I'm worried about with this. is like, who is going to actually take on Ishimori for the IWGP junior heavyweight right. champion? Unless you want, like, Yo to go for it, who's been on a roll. Right. So, you Maybe. Know, who knows? Right. Uh... Thank God they were stripped of the uh, tag team champions. So we're going to move on to the next match, which is Dangerous Techers versus Golden Aces for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, this match was hard for me to read. I okay, I like the match. It was 100%. it was a, it was an okay match. Um, I thought there was great storyline build to it. Yep. Um, and also I feel like they maybe could have done a little more explanation about it. Maybe that's why I was a little confused about it. Mm -hmm. But it feels like it never really right. got out of third gear. Right. It it really didn't. It was it's like almost everyone was like wrestling in concrete. Right. Um, it was kind of weird. I didn't like it. It was a uh, Zach go mm -hmm. for the win for the uh, – hold on. You said Suzuki got to retain, but I don't know which well, one Suzuki the, 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 is. The Dangerous Techers are one of those offshoots of Suzuki Gun. So Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi – are a part of Suzuki Guns. I as understand a that. I just I'm just looking at. Oh, like, I know my 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 uh, my notes are very interesting. Yes, because I have Dangerous Techers as the defending champions, and I have Suzuki Gun to uh, to retain. Right. So or to, for the win. I'm like okay. Well, well it says to retain. Um, there was there was just something weird about this match that I was not. I don't know. Maybe it's because Hiroshi Tanahashi is going for the tag team champions that I'm kind of weird yeah. about. Um, just stick with. Intercontinental and heavyweight, yeah. maybe U.S. at some point in time. Yeah, uh, you know whatever. So the next match, Evil defended the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champions against Tetsuya, Tetsuya Naito. Naito. Um, Naito did win. Yes. He is the double champion once now, again, at least for now. Yeah. So the interest is is that Naito is going to be defending these champions separately from yep. now on, which is fine. It's fine. I'm. I did not like this, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think that Evil should have had the titles taken off of him so soon. No. Um, 
it, he's already established as a contender for the heavyweight champion. Right. And that's fine. But what I would have done is you have to defend them separately and evil makes a big stink out of it. Right. Make him more of a heel. Right. Um, but, you know, giving it back to Naito, I think because of where they are and all of that, I think that's right. why they did it. Um, I don't know. I was not a big fan of this show. I wasn't a huge fan of it either. It felt very, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't have that magic of New Japan. That New Japan, like it was like okay, um, Dominion. There was something there, right? Uh, the um, uh, Shinjaru Lords right. show was really good, and it had that magic. Something here felt. It did. It did not feel like a New Japan show. Right. It, it was a good show. It, it just felt didn't, like a house show. It did. Um, which is weird because like everything was built to this, right? And it was definitely a pay per view, right? But it was just like, it, it was just weird. I don't know. I, I can't really describe how I feel about it. It was good. Anyways, match of the night, and because we have to get on with, uh, don't don't erase that yet. Hold All right. on. All right, go ahead. Match of the night, and. Star rating for Summer Struggle in Jinju. So, I'm going to give Summer Struggle in Jinju a three. Okay. And I'm going to give the match of the night to Hiromu Takahashi and Taichi Ishimori. Okay. I thought that was the strongest match, and I thought that the title change was uh, necessary right. and appropriate. I'm going to give the same star rating, three stars, and then I'm going to give uh, Takahashi and Ishimori that match of the night okay it's the same that one that one made the most sense to me yep that one made the most sense out of all of them yep uh but yeah there we go so when we come back from our break and i promise this will be our last break we are going to go through wwe pay me back my money because i deserve a refund <laughs> SummerSlam recap <laughs>
do this. And we are back. Pina Gallery is so ready. We're talking about WWE's payback. Yeah. So this is a week, a a one Literally seven summer. day calendar day, like a seven day week. Yes. To the next event because apparently. And then WWE can't even figure out when their next event is going to be. Is it the twentieth or is it the twenty seventh? Yes. So we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yes. But we st we're gonna start out with the best match of the night. Oh this was, God! You know, you hear like Omega and Okada. I mean, and you hear CM Punk and John Cena. That magic that was captured. But none of those. None those of are, it compares those to. Are, those are fucking Rebel and Shelly Martinez compared to this Riot Squad and Iconics match. It was probably the best match. That I have ever seen in my life or in any other life my, I previously my, had ever. My balls were empty and the semen that came out of it transcended Reality. my boxers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like literally I thought I'd reach enlightenment because this match was so fucking good. So obviously we are not only on mushrooms, but we're obviously being <laughs> facetious. Um we're I even, being sarcastic. <laughs> so it was a um it was a weird it was a code breaker and a riot kick for the riot squad to win. And I put this in my notes. Winner squad in a fucking awful piece of fucking shit match because that's what it was. It was a fucking awful piece of fucking shit match. If we had to redo the worst matches of all time, we're gonna watch this match again. It was that bad. It was. It was. It, it was, was. It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it was just. Uh, I don't know. Was that a little harsh? No, I, I thought that was pretty. No, I thought that that was pretty. Um, I mean, I would have called Liv, it. Liv, Liv Morgan slipped on the ropes a couple of times. Yeah. Nobody was in the right place at the right time. Nope. Um, it was slow too. It's it like, was. It was slow and it was sloppy as fuck. Ugh. It was so bad. It and, was. It was. Really and Ruby bad. Ruby Riot knows better. She's she's. She is the veteran here. I'm gonna give Liv Morgan a hard pass just because she's so young. Don't care. No. Don't care. I'm being no, nice. No, don't care. This is called being nice. All, all four of them. Well, everyone except Ruby Riot needs to go back to NXT. <laughs> like loser leaves WWE and goes back to NXT match. <laughs> but it's WWE NXT. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Anyways, let's move on to the actual show. Uh, Apollo Cruz and Bobby Lashley for the United States Champion. This match was great. It was. Bobby Lashley won with the full Nelson. Uh, which is a great move for Lashley, honestly. Yep. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't get rid of the spear. Because the full Nelson really fits him. Yeah, it does. And I think that him winning the United States Champion, number one, he needed the Yes. Win. Um, but number two, I thought it was a great opener. It was a nicely paced match. It was Apollo Cruz showed a little heel in him afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he attacked Bobby Lashley after the fact, and also, um, Bobby. You know, um, I I think this is the kind of thing I don't to hate win. It. Yep. The, the United States Champion is coming back. Mm. Sheamus versus Biggie. It was an okay match. Okay. Here's my thing. Um, um, I did not I did not hate it, but it never really got out of third gear. I hate saying that. Uh, like I think twice I think I think that the problem with that is is because Big E is not used to wrestling singles matches. Well, it's been a very and long neither, time since neither, he did. Neither is Sheamus. They're both right. just not used to. Uh, well, it's it's been a while since they actually had to. Right. 
So I think it's kind of there to where. But Biggie, but Biggie, I think will bounce back pretty quickly. Sheamus, of course, will bounce back, and I right. think they'll be okay. Yep. Um. But Biggie did win, so yep. it looks like that they're going to be strapping the rocket ship to him. Yep. Which is good because of the main event, which we'll get to yes. later. Yes. Um. King Corbin and Matt Riddle. Because reasons. Also, I get, apparently Matt Riddle's um new gimmick is his mistakes that he made. Um, in the past, because yes. apparently it's okay to talk about his, but not anybody else's. But not Jeff Hardy's. Fuck, man. Well, they, they do anyway. Right. So, anyways, but it's but it's so, inspiration so I, instead of you're a shitty husband. So, um, I thought that it said fucking bro for the win instead of a floating bro for the win <laughs> for some reason. So yes, um, it was the bro to sleep, which Peanut Gallery <laughs> got a pop out of. He's like, that's amazing because it is. <laughs> oh, oh. Also, I got a pop out of the flip flops CGI. Oh yes, so... the CGI flip flops <laughs> from Matt Riddle's entrance. That was the best part of the night. It was. It was I really give that funny. a five stars. Whoever came up with that, you're a fucking genius. It was really good. <laughs> um, but Matt Riddle won, which was good yeah. because that was a person who needed to win. Yes. Um, King, but- King Corbin just he. he when is it going to be time to like stop having him being coddled and carried for all these fucking matches? Because right? he sucks. Right. It's like okay, where was uh, Shorty G? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't he a part of uh, King Corbin's little entourage? Little powwow? Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. Honestly, so, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm really pissed off. But um, the match was not... It wasn't garbage, no. but it was entirely it was, forgettable. It I'll probably forget it in the next... What? Oh, I forgot about it already. What are we talking about again? We're talking about um, Summerfest. Who? So- <laughs> Wait, what are we doing here? Who are you? <laughs> okay. They don't too much forgetting. <laughs> but anyway, so that happened. Now let's move on to something really actually turned out it was to be a, a very good, good match. match. The golden role models who are not golden or nor are they role models anymore versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. All right, so before we get into the match, I want to make something clear because I saw it and I took a screenshot of it. Yes, I'm sure everyone saw it at this point in time. The, 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 um, the ads that had Asuka in replacement, it wasn't that they made a mistake. Right. Asuka was the original idea with right. Shayna Baszler. But um, whoever po- whoever did the post on it just didn't see it until later. They did change it, mm-hmm. and we did see that change right. today. But um, that was kind of where that was, and I'm glad that it wasn't because, honestly, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax have really good chemistry they back and forth. They actually do. Like, they're very good together. They, they're decent. And also, um, Shayna Baszler, I've never seen this happen. So it was the Shayna Baszler move. Um, she had... Sasha Banks in the California Dream and Bailey in the Sleeper Hold. But at then, the same time. Right, and then Sasha Banks tried to hit Shayna Baszler, but Shayna Baszler grabbed her arm and choked Bailey out with Sasha Banks' arm. Which was it was fucking amazing. It was a gr- okay, so everyone was everyone was right on time. Um, I thought that they really protected Nia Jax. So nicely. Nia Jax actually really pulled herself back. Mm-hmm. R- very much so. I'm so happy about this. Yes. And then also Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax's champion. Also, um, Nia Jax showed a lot of great personality. I'm oh my so happy God, about yes. this. And Shayna Baszler even got into it a little bit. Oh yeah, she's like, let's go and celebrate. I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. This is this is what this division needed. They needed a fun. I hate you, but love you group. Right. It's like, okay, 
great. And it's not forced. Mm, it feels so natural. Right. It's not like it's not like um, it's not like uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonny Deville, where it's like, okay, they're friends IRL. Right. And it's like, oh, we hate each other, but they're really friends IRL. Where Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, well, number one, they're very good at their jobs. They are. But also, they're like, they, they're like, we hate you, but it's like, okay, we can work together. You can tell that they're friends. But at the same time, it's like, they know that they're professionals and they know what to do as a part of like actually trying to hate right. each other. And I thought that was like, oh my god, I, I'm so happy. This it was a good match. This, oh, ooh, it was so good. All right, but anyways, we want to a better match: Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. And uh, Keith Lee won with one. Oh, say so number one. Keith Lee's gear changed back. He is not wearing those weird shorts that look like a skirt. He's wearing. He's actually wearing his. Yeah, he's he still he still has the um, polyester um, skin tight shirt, but he is wearing the um, longer um, tight cutoff. Right. Which, I'm like, okay. That's got, what we need. We got step one, because I think everybody said that he looked like a, like somebody wearing a skirt. Right. And then, of course, the theme song, we discussed that earlier, CFO's own his, his, um Right, his uh, entrance um, his entrance gear was left to be desired because he looked like a hula girl. But, nah, you know, they're just trying to it was, it was only It was only, like, entrance gear, so I'm not going to be too condescending right. about it. Um, and I thought Randy Orton. I thought these two actually worked fairly well together. This is this was a good match. Mm -hmm. It was a really and Randy Orton. You could tell Randy Orton wanted to work with yep. Keith Lee, and so Keith Lee won the match with Randy one with one spirit bomb. And you're like, wow. Yep. Okay. So if Randy Orton wants to take the bump from Keith Lee, you know that Keith Lee's gonna have a rocket ship strapped to his. Yep. One hundred percent. We're probably gonna have Randy Orton, Keith Lee, or Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre one more time. Yep. And then Keith Lee and either Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre for the belt. Yep. So um, I was Be a very, long build for that, yep. but Keith Lee, wow. They they saved Keith Lee on the main roster. Let's they put it did. That way. Yes, Keith Lee is going to be a success story. Yep, one hundred percent. Seth Rollins and Murphy taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. This was actually a good match. It was. This this was probably the, this um, this should have been the match at uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. It should have been. Now obviously Rey Mysterio being Rey Mysterio right. didn't sign the contract until later where they were already promoting Dominic versus Seth. Right. Um nothing wrong with it. I thought the match was fine, but this match was better. By this match was a lot better. Yep. Also um I thought that with Rey Mysterio you know helping out his son trying to do some things there was a definite right. difference. And also when because number one the Mysterios did win. Yes, so Dominic actually pinned Murphy, Murphy yep. for the and, win. Um, so Murphy, Murphy no one was, was really buried because Murphy wasn't even buried. Nope. Uh, Murphy, Murphy, Murphy oh. of course, is the is the lackey for Seth. But they're, maybe not so much anymore because Rollins like walked away from Murphy, and yeah. Murphy is like, "I'm sorry." And Rollins was so like, "So there might be a rivalry down mm -hmm. the road between Rollins and Murphy." That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm very happy with this. Yes. This was a, it was very, a very good very, match. Very good match. Um, once again, the rivalry very good, yeah. and I'm very happy with yep. this. Not a big thing. Bray, so this oh this one was weird. this one was a weird main event. So Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. So let me give you some background. Paul Heyman is now Roman Reigns' advocate. Yep. And so Roman Reigns did not sign the contract to be a part of the triple threat match. 
until the very end of the match. Right. Which is what made it weird. So what happened was but Bray like, Wyatt... The majority, the majority of this right. match was Bray Wyatt, Braun so, Strowman. So Bray Wyatt had his entrance, Braun Strowman attacked him, and then the match started with just Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. And so they fought like they did last time. It was pretty lackluster at best. And then... Um, Superplex in the ring broke. Superplex in the ring broke apart. And then Roman Reigns came in, signed the contract, had a chair, decided to start pinning, and then he got pissed off. And then he, uh, you know, decided to do some chair shots and stuff. And and uh, Bray Wyatt even got the manable claw on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Roman Reigns did a low blow on Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt was yep. out. Pin, uh, pinned, uh, speared, speared Braun Strowman, and then pinned for the win. Him. For Roman Reigns to win the Universal so, Champion. So, number one, great decision of mm-hmm. making Braun Strowman the loser. But Braun Strowman was not buried. Braun Strowman mm-hmm. is credible as ever before. And, Ro- and I mean, Roman Bra- Reigns, Roman Reigns pinned Strowman, but Strowman still did kick out like at right. the very last second. Um, Roman heel, Roman Reigns. Awesome. I cannot love this anymore because, like, oh, Roman Reigns is like taking it from Paul Heyman, who's a prima donna. It's like. Oh, we'll, we'll just sign it whenever the hell we, we want because, because this is Roman Reigns. Right. Boom. This is great. This is what we needed. Right. Heel champion Roman Reigns. And now with The Fiend not being pinned, we have a program oh, going into and, and the Survivor talk, Series. Oh, and let's talk about the uh, fourth wheel in that, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, so Alexa Bliss was watching The Fiend and she was like curling her hair and she had like the dreads that Bray Wyatt did. Yep. So she has a little Stockholm syndrome, which is which is fine. Um, but it's like, oh man, like she was getting like closer. I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna start like like squirting all over the fucking screen here in a second. Right. Um, but once again, here's another niche in that storyline that was missing from SummerSlam. For SummerSlam. That is now part of the storyline. Yes. Um, anyways, payback, um, star rating. Uh, match of the night, and was it better than SummerSlam? I'm not going to say it's better than SummerSlam. Okay. It was better than I expected. It was. I'm going to give this a three and a half okay. overall. And I'm going to give the match of the night to the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Fair enough. I thought that one had more intricate storylines, not only between those two, but those two with the Golden Rule models, you know, having that dissension and then with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax as being I hate you but we won the tag team belt so we're going to get along right and also also the match itself was very well paced greatly done and the ending was fantastic all right well I'm gonna give it a three stars um I'm gonna give match tonight to Lee and Orton and I thought that it was pretty equal to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that SummerSlam was better or worse, but there were parts of SummerSlam that I liked. But there were parts of Payback that I also liked. Right. There was there was a lot of things in Payback there, there where I'm like, this should have been, been on SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Right. So, anyways, before we get off the show, is there anything else that you'd like to add to Payback? Um. So, with Payback, you should follow us on Patreon. Yes. And where you could watch this show live with us as we show you not only the show, but where... We drink and talk shit, and we are very unfiltered, let's put it that way, yes. on there. So definitely follow it, and you not only get to watch this, but in September, what do people expect? Peanut Gallery. Oh, oh, for, for my show for next week. For No, for the month of September, if they sign up right now for Patreon, 
What do they get in the month of September? What do they get to watch with us for 50 bucks a month? Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Um, 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 and NWA, the first NWA pay-per-view show. Yes, and? Um, um, A... E oh AEW all outs which yes, is next week. But also also for the first time ever we're covering CMLL. We're covering the 87th anniversary oh, we are, show. Aren't we? Yes, yeah. we are. That's on there. Um every single every single match is a title match. But there's but there's like 28 champions. That's no exaggeration either. Um, but, but yes, we, we are going to be covering CMLL. It's officially on our list. Hooray! And you get that for 50 bucks a month. So plus, plus MP throwback and merch and cool stuff. And you can join our Discord and you can dictate on what we cover. And if we like your idea of like a topic, if we don't have a pay-per-view, we'll cover it. Yeah. And we'll have you get on the conversation too. Mm -hmm. we'll, Absolutely. We'll give you a phone call. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll put you on like a little Skype yeah. and we'll have you involved. Yeah, that'd be cool. So cool. All right. So thank you guys. Also, so much. follow follow us on all of our yes. social medias too, so you can have updates on what we're covering next. And, and oh, what are we covering next week? Um. Well, next week is going to be the all out pay per view. And also, you just chose it. What are we doing? Well, are there uh, there aren't any other pay per views that weekend? Are nope. there? Okay, first time, first time ever. We are going to do a retrospective slash commentary on GFW, the greatest wrestling promotion yeah. of the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna watch a couple of shows. We're going to read the articles that circled around the controversy around that brand. And uh, we will be listening to some documentaries mm -hmm. and videos as well. Yep. So uh, definitely keep in line. Subscribe wherever you are so you don't miss that episode. That's going to be a really good episode. And as always, be majestic.